Howdy, y'all. I'm Fat Jimbo. I am the producer of this here program, Expedition Sasquatch. And before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to contextualize what you're about to hear. Now, uh, Jack and I, we've been doing the show on and off for about 30 years now. We started on the radio. We done cassettes. We done this podcast. And uh, one thing's been true that whole time, and that is that I am not a very good producer. I don't know why Jack hired me. I barely know how any of this stuff works. Anyhow, what you're about to hear here is an episode that Jack Dunn recorded 18 months ago on his way back from New York City. He was stuck in Maryland. I honestly didn't think it was very good. Listening to it now, it's it's pretty good. I mean, he didn't find Bigfoot, but he's in Maryland. He's not going to find Bigfoot in Maryland. It's foolish to think he might. (sighs) Anyhow... You know, with the way the world's been over the last year, and what with all the the chaos and the the political unrest and the geopolitical struggles, I don't know, folks, it just didn't feel right to release this story then. And then Jack was in prison, and you know, then he was in the hospital, and then he got out of prison, and then he went back to prison, and then he fought them Kelpies and got pardoned, and I don't know, folks, I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is... We're doing more Expedition Sasquatch. We're going to do a lot more Expedition Sasquatch now that Jack's got this research facility up in LJ. Before we do that, I guess I might as well release some of the stuff that we done did done been doing recording on. It's all finished. So consider this one the first of a couple of episodes we're going to do from the vaults, chronicling the last 18 months. This, and first and foremost, is showing how Jack escaped from New York. And uh, I gotta say, listeners, it was a scary time. I didn't know if he was gonna make it. Anyhow, enjoy. Good morning, Squatchers. Jack here for Expedition Sasquatch. We are, as always, the premier podcast for all you folks that want to murder Bigfoot. But I gotta admit, I don't feel much like the host of a world premiere crypticide podcast today. Today I feel mostly like a homeless person, which is unfortunate, as I am not without domicile. In fact, I'm a home owner, but my home is in LJ, Georgia, And I find myself stuck without any form of transportation in North Maryland. I do not like Maryland. Not one bit. Somehow it manages to be even more humid than Georgia, which bewilders. Which also, having almost no chance of seeing Bigfoot. There's no point in me being here. It's a giant, sweaty butthole without the giant, sweaty buttholes. I'm hunting. Don't make no sense. Anyhow, it seems unlikely, gentle listener, that we will be killing any Squatch today. And if you heard my last adventure, you will recall that I was in New York, and I was planning to look for odd jobs to pay my outrageous cabbie bill and book passage back to Georgia. Since then, dear listener, uh, my fortunes have even further... Continue to sour. It turns out that the kaiju ape, which the media has taken to calling Prince Kong, 
wrecked much of the infrastructure in and around New York, resulting in all flights from the area being delayed for several days. <clears throat> so, now listeners, I'm sure you are all savvy to recall the last time a similar event happened in the great city of New York. I am, of course, referring to the infamous Big Apple event in which a giant worm demolished most of the streets around the city, resulting in traffic jams lasting two to three weeks. It appears that this incident is not on that magnitude. There was just very little destruction anywhere other than the airport and the outbound train tracks. Official reports are bringing in that it will take approximately six years for those particular elements of infrastructure to recover, which, you know, listeners, is good news. At least it can recover. But, listeners, I cannot wait six years in New York. Wouldn't be caught dead there. And I don't expect that I'll ever, billy, ever, ever be willing to ride in a taxi again. So I decided that my best option was to hike back to Georgia, hoping for the occasional help from passing motor cars. Obviously, this was a mistake. I am a tad rotund in the gut, Rubenesque, if you will. I am Harry, and I am carrying a rifle quite prominently. And up here in the north, these um, Yankees are smarter than picking up someone who uh, would resemble yours truly. They don't even uh, slow down. In fact, they, they go much, much faster. Uh, so I've been hiking every day covering roughly 10 to 12 miles for the last two months. And if you're good at math, that's like, like 900 or something, right? I have lost close to 100 pounds, and if I can be candid, I am more miserable than I have ever been in my entire life. I have seen precisely dick for cryptids. Zilch. Zip. Nada. Sero. Not a single cryptid. Alright. Not one. Do you understand how much distance I've covered without seeing a single thing? It's as if I am hexed by evil itself, a blindness, a great smokescreen cast upon me by all of Squatchdom. And I've had to sustain myself mostly on pies stolen from windowsills. No cryptids, stolen pies, and this emergency rations, which has a fuzz on it that I cannot quite identify, and instant coffee. That is slightly more palatable than piss. Time to update my ration store. That much is for certain. Eh, at least my supplies have run out. But that also means I have to get it. I have to... Oh, I can't even... Listeners, Jackie has to get himself a job. Now, I'm not asking for help. I'm a proud man, and I'm not going to ask anyone for money as a handout. In fact, when a passerby offered me some money earlier today, I spit on him. But I have to do something, listeners, because I'm out of my piss coffee, out of my fuzzy dried rations, and I'm reaching a point in the country where uh, people don't leave their, 
their pies on windowsills no more. So, as a specialist, my skills are hunting Bigfoot, writing books about hunting Bigfoot, running a Bigfoot research laboratory, and for those things I get paid well. Money is usually not a problem, but I also get paid in checks mailed to a P.O. box roughly 700 miles from my current position. Which, uh... It, it leaves me in an unenviable position. Um, if I may be, uh... <clears throat> pardoned for the the, the, the... the impression... the expression... Uh, I'm kind of fucked. <sighs> There's hope... Gentle listener, I, I have hope. But it's just a off chance, my gentle listener. I have this very evening found a Waffle House. And I'm sitting here on the curb in front of the Waffle House in Buckystown, Maryland. And I'm waiting for an opportunity. Trying to unfuckify, pardon me, my situation. Now, for our overseas listeners, uh, those across the pond, um, and uh, I, I don't, I, th- I don't know what they'd say in Australia, but I imagine it'd be like uh, two hops of the roo away. Um, Fat Jimbo assures me that we're quite popular in Sweden. Don't ask me for that impression. I don't know why, but I'm thankful for our uh, Swedish listeners. Um, so for those, for those of you, uh, found elsewhere, I, I'm going to give you a little dissertation about the Holy Temple known as Waffle House. Waffle House is the closest thing that I have to a church. Imagine in your heart of hearts and in your mind's eye, a beautiful yellow building. It dots the highways of the American South. These intermediary crossroads temples filled with reasonably priced grease and food occasionally folded in amongst it with priests in black aprons and paper hats and exposed tattoos. Waffle House is the proof absolutely verifies decency, goodness, and righteousness on this earth. Uh, I should also probably be honest and specify that uh, this episode is not sponsored by Waffle House. I just love them. Now, I am hoping they'll sponsor my happy-ass home. Now, there are three things you can count on at every single Waffle House. All right, these crossroads temples. One, it'll always be open, even in the event of disaster. Our government measures its disasters by the degree by which Waffle Houses are open or closed. This is verified. Two, it will be cold as hell, probably, unless the air conditioner is broken, at which point it'll be hot as hell, and uh, everything will be sticky, but in like a comforting way. And three... Every 20 minutes, one of the cooks will go outside to the front or to the back next to the dumpster 
for a smoke. When you roll up on these here Waffle Houses, if it's third shift and you see one standing outside waiting for somebody to come in and he's having himself a cigarette, then you're about to have some of the best taters you ever had in your life. And and I know I'm making an assumption about your order, but if you go to Waffle House and you don't get some damn hash browns, you're out of your fucking mind. That's going to be the last one of those, those F-bombs I, I drop if I can help it. Anyhow, so here I am, listeners. Uh, on the curb in front of this Waffle House. Uh, I'm waiting for one of the cooks to come out for his smoke. Been about 18 minutes. Ain't nobody's gone in, so it shouldn't be much longer. But I'm waiting for a cook so that I might be able to procure a position within their company long enough so that I can get money enough to book a train back home. We're not going to see any Bigfoot today, but if I'm lucky, I might see an employment check. And after a couple of those, I might see my home again. Today's episode is not sponsored by anyone, I don't think, because Space Age Ideas was uh, fairly miffed at me the last time I talked to them, since I keep yapping about their internet box. Honestly, don't know for sure because I haven't charged my cellular telephone in several weeks. I haven't checked any of my mail. I sure hope Jimbo and Skippy don't think I'm dead. Just in case they did renew their sponsorship. We're going to go ahead and plug some Space Age, though. Sound good? Space Age ideas and their floppy disks and t-shirts are of excellent quality. And you should get some and request their services. <clears throat> but I'm not going to say any more about uh, them for fear of uh, further uh, dis- distancing the, the, the uh, our affiliation with my uh, with with my personality. cashier was uh, not afraid when he saw my rifle, but he came around pretty quickly when he realized who I was. That's right, listeners. I found a fan. One of you. A blade of grass in this nation. A fellow cryptid killer. I signed his copy of We Can and Must Find and Kill Bigfoot. And he put in a good word with me to his manager. I can almost see my home on the horizon. In the meantime, in exchange for a promise to appear at a local cryptid meetup today, my new friend Tommy has offered me a cup of, a cup of coffee at ain't piss and an all-star breakfast platter. I'm going to put syrup on everything. I'm just going to cover this plate in syrup. <clears throat> so, of course, I have taken him up on that offer. I'm a proud man. But hash browns are a religious experience, I'm telling you. Covered, chunked, topped, and a country. That's right. Gravy and chili on the same tater. Don't, don't, don't judge. It's off of whatever it can be hooked to. It is that out of this world. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to eat these until my shift starts tomorrow. I'm going to sip this coffee, which is free refills until then as well.
And uh, after that, I'll record more when I'm a little bit closer to home. <laughs> Listeners, there have been uh, some developments. First, apparently Tommy didn't have much authority to offer me a job with. Doesn't matter. I I worked three back-to-back shifts as a waiter, starting with the Saturday night graveyard shift. And in between the drunks that night and the churchgoers the next morning, I made enough money to book passage back to Georgia. Second, and more importantly, I done charged my phone. I had so many emails that I can't hardly see straight, y'all. I checked with Fat Jimmy, specifically Jimbo, and Skippy, and Andrew over at Space Age Ideas, just to let them know that I ain't dead yet. Jimbo checked my mail for me and wired me some extra cash out of the uh, Expedition Sasquatch Fund, just in case. Third, most importantly... Tommy heard through his network of Squatch Hunters that there has been a sighting of several strange happenings, including a man with a head that is an old TV and what is suspected to be... Now, these are notes I've taken here. You'll have to forgive me for this pronunciation. Higantopopotopithicus erectus down in South Virginia in about five hours from my current location. Now, I don't buy into the Gigantopithicus erectus theory. Gigantopithicus. Gigantopithopicus. I like that one. Gigantopithopicus. Anyhow, I think it's all bunk and bullshit. I I ain't going to devote much more than a whole chapter to it in the book I'm working on right now with Bigfoot Still Ain't Dead and It's Your Fault, America which I hope to finish sometime this year. But an errant Gigantotopithippicus sighting is almost certainly an actual Squatch sighting. Remember, they can cloud your vision, your perspective. So, me and Tommy, and his pals Thomas, and Tom, and Tim, haven't heard anything about Timmy. We're all piling into their Squatch hunting vehicle. An 82 Toyota Corolla. And we're about to make the five-hour journey down to South Virginia to find and kill Bigfoot. That's all for this episode, listeners. Uh, I am sorry I didn't get a chance to find and kill Bigfoot for you, specifically on this one. Uh, But I did get to eat Waffle House for nine meals in a row, which now stands in, uh, I'd say, top five greatest accomplishments of my adult life. Tune in next time to hear how our Virginia exploits went. Next time on Expedition Sasquatch. Well, the expedition in Virginia did not result in the death of any Sasquatch. We did identify a new class of cryptid, which looks like a normal human, but with the head part replaced with an old TV. I called Skippy, and he's supposed to come take a look. He was very excited. I'm happy for him, but I'm even happier to be back home here in Georgia.
Expedition Sasquatch is available to you under a Creative Commons CC by SA license. Our theme music is Peaceful Henry by the Heftone Banjo Orchestra. You can find us online at expeditionsasquatch.org, a production of Fat Jimbo, Analog Revolution, and Space Age Ideas. Also available on Floppycast from Space Age Ideas. 